Good morning. This is Tayo, your fellow director of flourishing. I hope you've all been doing well. I hope uh, you're having a good summer. Um, this week, I have been reading uh, a book by Edith Eager called The Gift, 14 Lessons to Save Your Life. It is my understanding that she wrote this book in maybe in her 90s or 80s. I don't know. She was older. Um, but she is a therapist and a Holocaust survivor. Um, and while reading, there were just some things that, some nuggets that stood out to me that I, I felt were really pertinent and I, and I wanted to, to share and discuss. So I am going to jump right in. All right. She says... Um, Interestingly, she was uh, studying with uh, Martin Seligman, who we talked about in, you know, flourishing. We've talked about in the past. Anywho's, um, so she says, we suffer most when we believe that we have no efficacy, no power in our lives, that nothing we do can improve the outcome. We flourish when we harness land optimism the strength, resiliency, and ability to create the meaning and direction of our lives. So, this made me think. Um, you know, there's, in uh, therapy circles, they talk about pain and suffering being two separate things, right? Pain is like the actual objective problem. Whereas suffering is the meaning that you attach to the problem. And it's in the meaning that we suffer. And so she says we suffer most when we believe that we have no power in our lives. When we believe that we have no options, that we're stuck, that we cannot move forward and that we're doomed almost. And that is what causes our suffering, that there's nothing, absolutely nothing that we can do to improve the outcome that we have. Um, I think about um, burnout, which, you know, is like everywhere right now, is an epidemic. And even like... Like suicide, because um, I was talking with a friend recently about physician suicide and how it it is at an alarmingly high rate. Um, but it starts with burnout, right, that is not addressed, examined, helped, and then it progresses to the point where you're Okay, maybe it doesn't start with burnout. Maybe for some people it starts with depression. But it starts from a place where you feel like you cannot make progress. There's nothing you can do to improve the outcome. Um, and it's not that far-fetched. I feel like for a lot of us, there are situations that we're currently in or we've been in in the past where we could feel like we we have no power. But then is it true? 
the fact that you feel like that, is it true? And many times this is why it's helpful to be in therapy, to have a coach, to be able to get out of your own head, right? And 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 put these ideas, these beliefs on the table and examine them. Because, you know, is it true or are you... Or are you suffering when you don't need to be? Then she says, we flourish. We flourish when we harness learned optimism. When we harness the strength, resiliency, and ability to create the meaning and direction of our lives. And I wonder how many of us feel like we have, we have the strength, resiliency, and ability to create meaning and direction in our lives. Like, I mean, I am, I'll be the first person to say that. I haven't always felt like that. Because um, sometimes, you know, you create, you get tunnel vision and you get stuck in whatever thoughts is, is holding you down. <laughs> And you're not, and you're not latching onto the thoughts that are lifting you up. She also talks about our thoughts create our feelings and behavior. This I know, and I'm in a better place <laughs> because I am embracing thoughts, right, that create better feelings or that create feelings that I want. Because there are thoughts, there are always thoughts, and there are subconscious thoughts. But then when we choose, and this is what people do with affirmations, when we choose thoughts that say, I am beautiful, I am free, I am going in the direction of my dreams, and you choose those thoughts and stay with them, your feelings follow. Now, uh, talking about affirmations, like if you get up in the morning and you say, you know, I am wonderful, I am great, I am changing the world, and all kinds of things, usually, you know, in a few hours, you're sucked back into whatever whatever well-rehearsed thought patterns you've, you've, you've uh, created over the years. And so you have to continue to latch on to these new thought patterns. So great, great affirmations are the ones that you do regularly, not just in the morning when you wake up, but every three, four hours, almost like a pill that you take to redirect your brain, redirect your thoughts, redirect your feelings. Um, my beautiful friend, uh, she, <laughs> she has helped me to not just say affirmations but confess the word right so i'm not just saying the things that i like but i'm saying the things that god says about me and and i'm saying them regularly and then i was even reading something in the bible recently talked about um um what a wonderful thing it is when worry when christ displaces worry from the center of your life and I'm like, ha. Huh. But then when you think about it, Christ is the word of God, right? And so it's like, what a wonderful thing it is when the word of God displaces worry from the center of your life. And the way that this happens is that it's coming out of your mouth. 
so often, not to the world, just for your own self. But then it is retraining your brain and renewing your mind so that instead of, oh, I hope, oh, I hope, oh, I hope, it is you're reminding yourself of what of what God says about you, about the situation, about life. And it is very calming. Like I... <laughs> like the the noise just calms down and settles and and I can actually like take action because I'm not tied down by the negative nancies in my head um what else did I like here she says much of our suffering stems from our misconception that we cannot be loved and genuine that if we're f- if we are to earn others' acceptance and approval, we must deny or hide our true selves. And she says it's a misconception. Um, there's a, a guy, um, I don't remember his name right now. He's a psych- Christian psychiatrist. But he talks a lot about being known and being loved. And it's that in, in being seen for who you are, being known in your truth, and being loved in all of that is 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 where you you flower and you bloom and you become everything that you are and that all of us at whatever age at every age need that and yeah it's a it's it's called um shame something about shame i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to share that book with you maybe that's our next book um but it's a beautiful book <laughs> Uh, so she says we become free when we stop wearing masks and fulfilling the roles and expectations others assign us and start unconditionally loving ourselves. The mask thing, I feel like it's major. Like, so, I mean, I think on some level <laughs> we have to wear masks, I think. But, you know, it's one thing to wear a mask in, I don't know, a customer service role and, you know, you got to do your job. But it's another thing to be with the people that you love and still have a mask. Um, And at some point, we got to be willing to put down the mask and say, this is me. This is what I want. And that's just the way it is. And I do understand and appreciate that, you know, there are many situations that could make that way harder um, than others. But, you know, your people will love you. And if you don't, some people somewhere will. Um, yeah. Uh, next, it says, healing, fulfillment, and freedom come from our ability to choose our response to whatever life brings us, to make meaning and derive purpose from all we experience, and in particular, from our suffering. I mean, she does talk a lot about, you know, being a prisoner, um, a Holocaust prisoner at age 16. Um, And I guess, you know, finding purpose and meaning even in that and i like the fact that she highlights that you know the goal here is not to compare 
you know, your less significant suffering to hers, but more to say that if she can find purpose and meaning and freedom in the, min- in the middle of all of that, then hopefully we can hear her story and, and, and be encouraged to find um, meaning and purpose. Um, and so I wonder for all of us, like, what has been your experience of finding meaning and purpose in, in the things that you didn't want, in the things that life brought you um, that you didn't choose, but then you got to choose your response? Um, what's that been like? I... <laughs> I, I I wish I could tell you some deep story about how I um, found meaning and purpose. Um, but I guess it's more that I'm finding it um, and choosing daily to find purpose versus, oh, I found it and, <laughs> and I can tell you this um, wonderful story. Um, but for me, it's more that when I get up and I and I find that I'm still in the middle of things that I would rather not be in, I have a choice. It's always remembering that I have a choice, and and I can get up and go. You know, you can choose life can go in the direction that gives me life or I can complain and fuss and you know join the masses um the masses are not getting us where we want to go it's not it's not it's not taking us there um I hope that that in your whatever it is that you're dealing with that uh, no matter how big or small, that you see your options and you see where you can choose life and you do choose life. Whatever that means for you. I was talking with a friend today and 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 she talked about, we talked about gratitude and how at some point in the past, that had been a game changer for me. And it was in the middle of stuff I didn't want, but I could still stop and say, thank you, God, because I get to be the person who does this and I get to the person to be the person who you know, takes care of this and that and the other. Um, and it was, it was mind shifting. It was unexpectedly mind shifting for me. Um, so I was still doing the same thing. You know, my actions were the same, but my mindset, my mindset was different. Um, so I hope that, you know, in whatever way, in whatever way that works for you, that you you choose life in the small things, 
it doesn't have to be major. It doesn't have to be that you're working out seven days a week. Start with one. Um, whatever it is, choose life. Choose the things that nourish you. Choose the things that feed your soul. Um, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give. You can't expect to keep on giving when you, you're not taking care of you. You, you have to do those things that fill up your cup. And you have to do it every day. You know what it is. I'm not asking you to do 10 of them, just one. Um, but get up and go, go do it, okay? Until next time.